what God thinks of us, like how he, how he sees us. Because I think sometimes we, because we only see ourselves a certain way, we forget how he sees us. We just forget it sometimes. We, we do. It, you know, you, 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 um, you have a good day, you have a bad day. Who cares, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't change God's view of you. Right. If you had a, I had a great week. I had a, a poor week. I had a whatever kind of week that, that is not, has nothing to do with him as far as how he treats us and how he sees us. So my first thought was, you know, um, you know how he sees us as friends, you know, it's good to have a friend and it's good to have good friends. Is it not? I mean, if you have a friend, that's a good friend. That's someone that can be relied on. And I was just kind of contemplating just the friendship that we have with him and how, you know, in John 15, he talks about how, you know, I don't call you servants. I call you friends. Now, is there a servant heart that we have? Yeah. Just like Jesus had for the father. You know, he, he became obedient to death. He, he put aside his, his divinity to become like a man. It's about as low. Like you don't have that opportunity to be that low. We don't have that. We don't have that opportunity to be that humble. You can't go as low as Jesus because you weren't as high as him. <laughs> you can, we were already low. We could only go lower. But but Jesus became obedient. He became humble to the Father. But the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all in one. The love that goes from the Son goes to the Father, to the Spirit, to the Spirit, to the Son, to the Father. And there's that complete dance that we call perichoresis which is in the spirit that's the place called the one or perichoresis where there's this place and you go you go there too you may have seen it you may not have when you're caught up in an ecstasy or you're caught up in a in a in a um a trance or in, in a worship or something that that god is doing in you you're going into that place called the one <laughs> you you go there all the time we all do and in that place is a place of union and a place of love that you can sense the love of the Father, you can sense the love of the Son, you can sense the love of the Spirit, and you can sense their love for each other. But yet, even in that place, he became obedient to the Father. So he went low. So there is, a, there is that there. So even though you know, we know Jesus says, I don't call you servants, he says you know, in John 15, this is in the New King James, I call you friends. So I went ahead and I looked this up in the Aramaic. So turn to John 15 and verse 12. We'll start with that. This is my commandment, John 15, 12. This is my commandment, and this is the Aramaic, that you love each one just as I am loving you. That's actually pretty amazing right there. And I will continue. There is no love greater than this, that a man will set his soul in exchange for his family. In the Aramaic, it says family. And this is what he says in verse 14. You are my family if you will do all that I am commanding to you. So I never call you servants because a servant never knows what his Lord does. I call you my family because all that I heard from my father, I make known to you. So I want to express today the deep love that God has for every human being on the planet in his desire to express that love to you in the greatest level that he can. The only limitation to that expression of love does not rest in him. 
It rests in us. It's our capacity to receive love at that degree. So what is he doing in addition to loving us to the maximum level he can? He's also nurturing us so that we're expanding in our capacity to receive that love at the same time. And guess where he put us? He put us inside of time. Time is a tool. Time is what we're in so that we can grow in the knowledge of the love of God. So he is very clear here. He said, I don't call you servants. And, and I like it in the Aramaic. He said, um, I never call you servants. <laughs> because a servant just does what he's told. I don't have to explain this to you. Just do it. You're my servant. But why? Why blue? That's not part of your conversation. That's my job to determine what color to paint it. Go. Be done with you. You know, servants. And Jesus said, I've never called. No, he's talking to his disciples. And who are his disciples? They're the ones that follow after his heart. They're the ones, he said, I command you to do. What did he just command them? Love one another like I love you. As I am loving you. I like that. As I am loving you in verse 12. It's not just as I have loved. He didn't say as I loved in the past. He said that you love each one just as I am. Which we know is also a name. For God, loving you. Present tense. So when we want to know how deep that love is and how we express that love in our capacity, in our knowledge of how God is loving us, that is how we express that love out. So he's saying, look, I want you and to be, I want you to understand that you're my family. You're not my servants. You're my family, he said. Remember when he's on the cross and Mary's there with John and he said, behold, John, behold your mother. Mm -hmm. Mother, behold your son. Mm -hmm. You see what he's saying there? John is his family. John knew that he was his family. John was the beloved. This is in the, gos in the gospel of John, by the way, <laughs> that I'm reading from. John knew that he was family. He's the one that wrote this right here. <laughs> he, said, he said this. So when, when they're at the Last Supper and John is leaning up on Jesus' chest like this, real close to him, because it's his brother. He loves him. And I'm sure John knew something was up. He was there. He said, someone's going to betray me. Who? Who is it going to be, Jesus? One of you. He's like, which one, Jesus? John knew it wasn't him. I'm, I'm the apostle he loves, you see? So he's coming into this revelation. This is, I call this the highest level. This is the highest level, okay? There's nothing higher than this. Because what we're talking about here, first of all, is an immeasurable substance, which is we call the love of God. It's, it's, it's a substance. It's, you know, like if you go into a river, you know, you don't talk about it as a feeling. It's a substance. You went into the river. You went into the love. The love of God is a substance. It comes from above, and we are saturated in his love. Okay? Saturated. Just so full of God's love that it's, that it's just coming at our pores. The love of God. Not any love. Not the love that the world talks about, because most of their love is very selfish. They love what you can do for me. 
That's called selfishness. It just says the word love inside of it. Um, but the love of God is like this. There's no love greater than this, that a man will set his soul in exchange for his family. In other words, this is a, this is a love that's on another level. So we're talking about dimensional, okay? We're talking about outer dimensional. Like I said at the beginning, Jesus humbled himself at a level that you and I cannot humble ourselves to that degree because we don't have that far to go down. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> Only he could humble himself to that degree. Only he could do that to become obedient to death. From the seat of glory, he is Yahweh's word, Yeshua, the word of Yahweh. He's there before time. And here he is in a body, physical body, which again is possible. Physicality, not a spiritual body. That's a physical body. He had a body just like us. John said it. He said, look, we touched him. He's real. We lived with him. Jesus, Yeshua, is real. He's a physical body. Because people were going around saying that he wasn't physical. Because the spiritual is good and the natural is bad. Remember not, remember, we call this dualism or, or Gnosticism, which is the heresy of the early church that is, which is peanut butter and jelly doctrine in our modern church. But it was basically a heresy. That's only the physical body. You know, that's why I don't use the word flesh anymore. I use the word soul. Because if I use the word flesh, it makes you think that your physical body's bad, which is against the scripture. Physical body's not bad. Exactly. He came, right. And it's just a word that they used, flesh in the King James. So our physical body's good. God is good. But he wants me to express today (laughs) how he sees us. He sees us as his family. I mean, he sees us as his family. And, and what does he say? You are my family if you will do all that I am commanding to you. So in other words, he isn't saying, here's a, here's a law you have to keep in order to be my family. He's saying that when you partake of me, in other words, you have the same heart. You identify yourself in me. Because remember what he said before, Love each other as I am loving you. In order for you to love someone as he is loving you, you have to see that he is loving you. You have to see that first. So that's how you know I'm in. I can see it. Which is faith, by the way. That's another definition of what we used to call faith, to see. Can you see him loving you? Because if you can see him loving you from that place of love, you can love other people. And some of these people we used to think were unlovable, but they are lovable because Jesus loves them. And even though they have done terrible things in their life, Jesus still loves them. And that is something that is, that's the, that's the spot right there. It, that's the spot. And it's not just people that have done things to you. There are people in society that have done terrible things. But I will tell you right now, the leader of Hamas's son is a Christian. Really? He rejected terrorism and death and he accepted Jesus. I'm telling you, none of this is like you think if you're thinking of it away from the love of God. When you see it in the love of God, you're seeing it the right way. That's the way it really looks. But to see it the way the world presents it, it's death and destruction. To see it the way that Jesus shows us, he says, I call you my family. Why? Because you see my love. You are loved by me. 
and you are expressing that love that you've been given out through you. You see how that works? So all of this that we see, because you remember what it says, that how perfected love, matured love, casts out all fear, right? So apart from the love of God, there is a ton of fear. They're afraid of everything, shadows, this, that. You know, we have a whole fear holiday coming up, right? Halloween, be afraid, trick or treat, you know? What are we afraid of? Do we have the trick God or the treat God? Which one is it going to be? The two-faced God. They actually had a two-faced God back in the, I think the Greeks had a two-faced God. And some people think that God's a two-faced God. Was it the Greeks? Yeah. Janus or something. Yeah, the, two, the two-faced God. And so, and so we have a trick or treat. Which God is it going to be? And Jesus said, let me show you what the Father is like. This is my commandment, that you love each one just as I am loving you. There is no love greater than this. So we're talking about the highest level. So if anything that you ever hear anywhere in relation to spiritual teaching, this is, to, to, from my understanding, this is the very highest level visions, dreams, supernatural working of miracles, uh, people getting healed and restored, finances, everything. This is the one that everything falls underneath because when you're loved, you're healed. When you're loved, you're blessed. When you're loved, you're set free from addiction. When you're loved, you know what I'm saying? That love flows into every aspect of your life. There is nothing higher than that. It is the best. Because you say, Jesus, I'm not going to say it because I don't go out. But anyway, you can say it. You can say something I was about to say. Say it yourself when you are in a place that you can say it. But, you know, when you allow the Lord to love you, okay, that is an invitation he takes up pretty quickly. <laughs> he is waiting for that. Okay. He, love is not forced, guys. He doesn't force himself on anyone. But if you say, Lord, I am in a place right now. I, am, I want more. I will, I'm here. I will receive. Okay? That's good. Okay? So, sometimes we, our soul, okay, so if I do this, then I can get that, and then if I can do this, if I can fix this thing and that, now that person hasn't been nice, but if I say that to him, maybe they'll listen, but they're gonna, and we're sitting here, right? <laughs> working. Working the system. But if you just stop all that soulishness and be quiet and just say, I am loved. <laughs> right? I am loved by, by Yeshua. I am loved by the Father. I am loved by the Son. I am loved by the Spirit. I am loved by the, by the, by the Lord, by God. He loves me, right? So that from that place, now I love. And now what ends up happening is things start to shift around your life. If we're trying to control and we're trying to manipulate or we're trying to, none of that comes from perfected love. Jesus never, ever, ever, ever manipulated or controlled in any way. He always spoke the truth. Now, you could say, well, Satan, Satan killed Jesus, and if he would have known, he wouldn't have done it. Jesus said who he was. He didn't, he didn't deceive him. Satan deceived himself. In other words, when you get to a really high level of deception, you deceive yourself. <laughs> so good job. People that are proud of their level of deception, and then you say to yourself, to get to that level, you are deluded. You have self-deception now. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens. But the love of God saturates our being. Okay? It is, it is the place. So just to conclude with my short message today, I'm doing so good, aren't I? I am.
Thank you, Lord. So he wants us to know, and this is what my whole thing. He said, because in the King James it says, I see you as, I call you friends. And I was like, yeah, he wants friends. He does. And there is a friend, but in the Aramaic, it says family. You can't get away from family. It's all about family. <laughs> right? And that's what it's all about. That's one of the reasons why when I watched that, the preview for that movie, you know, which was it? It was Shazam. It's not even, it's like Greek gods in it. But I watched that movie and I listened to that message and I'm like, oh my goodness, that is literally the father's message to us. He like put it inside of that movie. <laughs> it's in the funniest places sometimes. You're like, what? But it was something that you could sense in your heart because you know you resonate with this. You know your heart resonates. In other words, you have an agreement on this. You know where you're from. You're from heaven. And it is all about family and his love. So he has a humongous family, right? He sees us as family. When we receive that love, and then what we're doing is we're loving as we are loved, as I am loving you. He says, I am loving you. I am is self-existent one, all-sufficient. So if I say I am, that means that everything that I need is flowing into my life because there's a, a sufficiency that comes from above, almost like rivers just flowing into my life that flow out into other people. This is what the love is. Okay, you could tell me. All right. So that's it. That's all I have for today. Thank you, everyone.